0: At least 136 people are reported to have been killed in the worst violence since the Syrian uprising began in March. President Assad's launched a nationwide crackdown on protesters on the eve of Ramadan. A hundred were arrested by troops in a suburb of Damascus. Syria's third biggest city, Hama, was stormed by tanks and soldiers. Amateur video footage shows tanks also invading the eastern city of Deir ez-Zor. And in southern Syria, security forces reportedly killed six civilians when they stormed houses in the town of (laughs) Al-Hirak. You're a man, You're a child, 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 you're
1: That song you just heard was Yalla or Halya Bashar by Ibrahim Kashush. You've probably heard that song in other episodes of this show. I've included it a bunch of times in the past because I really like it. This song was one of many that were repeated by protesters across Syria throughout 2011. The music that you just heard came from a YouTube video. People all around the country would see one song being sung in one city. They'd see a video of it, and suddenly you see people elsewhere in Syria singing that same protest song and sometimes it would even make its way across the diaspora to the point where you can find videos of that same exact song being sung by people gathering outside of the Syrian embassies in London and the United States where these Syrians who had to leave the country in the past they show their solidarity for the protesters in Syria by gathering at the Syrian embassies in their current countries and similarly to protesters in Syria these members of the Syrian diaspora would oftentimes sing these same songs, and that includes Ibrahim Kashush's song. We don't know very much about Mr. Ibrahim Kashush. He was 33 years old in 2011. He was from Hama. He was a Hamwi, as Syrians say. He may have worked as a security guard, although that comes from sources that I'm not quite sure how reliable they are. So I'll say that we don't really know much about this guy, but we do have these videos where he sings this now iconic song, "Yalla Erhal Ya Bashar, which directly translates to, come on, Bashar, leave. It really speaks to the widespread exasperation of the Syrian opposition in mid-2011. They're like, okay, man, come on. You oppress us, we protest. You oppress us more, we protest more. This cycle is just going on and on and on. Really, man, come on, just leave. Come on, Bashar, leave. Yala Urhaya Bashar. Thanks to YouTube and other social media sites, this song went viral. It has become one of the iconic protest songs of the 2011 Syrian revolution. Even to this day, it is still very closely associated with the Syrian opposition. For example, I'm going to go into this really quickly because this happened... Very recently, it's going to be the subject of an episode very far in the future. In 2020, when sporadic protests started to occur in Dara once again, in 2020, videos came out of people gathering outside and singing that same song, singing Ibrahim Kashush's irreverent lyrics about Bashar al-Assad. This was in 2020. Now, I want to be very clear. This is a very small gathering. In 2011, you had a huge segment of the overall population gathering to protest in Hama and other cities. That was no longer the case in 2020. I'm just saying that they were still using that same song about a decade after the revolution started. At the time when this song is first becoming popular, this is pretty close to the high water mark of the Syrian revolution. We have seen the number of people protesting expand from the hundreds of thousands across the country into the very early millions. So this means you had gigantic crowds of people in several of Syria's major cities chanting and singing this song all at once. It's also in this time that you see increasing amounts of live music being played in these protests. There's a gradual evolution you can observe from chanting to singing to suddenly you have these people playing like traditional Syrian dabke music, you know, bringing out like drums and other such instruments for that genre. That music that you heard in the clip that I played you, those are instruments being played live, I believe, in Hama's Asi Square. So hell, because the song is so iconic and ended up being played all over the world in 2011, let's take a look at some of the lyrics. Upon close inspection, I think you can understand why these lyrics really, really spoke to, to the people protesting in 2011. About midway through the song, Kashush sings, quote, You create new thieves all the time, Shalish, Maher, and Rami. Now, that's referring to three people very closely associated with the regime, people who are actually relatives of Bashar al-Assad. Shalish refers to Duhu al-Hima Shalish, a general who is one of Bashar's cousins. Rami is Rami Maklouf, another one of Bashar's cousins, a lot more notorious than Shalish. I got to admit, I'd never even heard of Shalish before I read the lyrics of this song. But Rami Maklouf, that guy's been on my radar for about as long as I started researching Syria. And lastly, we got Maher, that's Maher al-Assad. Bashar's psychopathic brother, we've talked a lot about him in previous episodes, even some in this episode as well, the thug in chief, as the Turkish government calls him. And in the last part of this verse, Kashu sings, quote, Shalish and Maher and Rami, they robbed my brothers and my uncles. <laughs> There is sometimes a tendency to focus too much on economic factors, and I've been guilty of that myself in examining why people protested in 2011. It had a lot more to do with uh, political freedom, lack of freedom, human rights abuses, rampant torture, lack of accountability. So I'm sorry that I myself have made the mistake of focusing too much on economic factors in past episodes, but they were a factor. You see it in this episode. You see that people are suffering financially and everybody knows that it stems in large part from the widespread corruption and kleptocracy that is their country's economy that's why kashush sung that part and that's why it was repeated so widely a lot of people were hurting as a result of that this song became popular in large part because it offered a cathartic rebuttal to the messaging that Syrians received all the time from regime media to the point where they even threw Bashar's accusations back at him. There are even points in the song where Kashush takes the insults that Bashar al-Assad has hurled at the opposition and just throws them right back at him. There's parts where he sings, "Quote, Bashar, you're the infiltrator. Screw you and the Baath Party, and go and fix your letter S." <laughs> And that, that last part in particular is a dig at his speech impediment. Fulfilling its duty to all the Syrian people we cannot talk about failed uh, states. Uh, talking about uh, losing control is something completely different. I know some people listening to this in 2022 are going to be a little squicked out at making fun of a guy for his speech impediment, but consider the fact that this is Bashar al Assad. Somebody whom in 2011 had already presided over the torture and murder of thousands of people, and over the next decade will go on to preside over the torture and murder of hundreds of thousands of people, as well as the displacement of millions of people. With all that in mind, it's probably worth just paraphrasing Ibrahim Khashouche screw Bashar. <laughs> There's even a part where Kashush goes as far as to say, Bashar, you're an ass. You can hear the crowd cheering when Kashush calls Bashar an ass. And that right there, I think, really shows what made this song so popular in mid-2011. There's something very cathartic about hearing someone call somebody that you hate an asshole. If you already hate that person, and you hear somebody else call that person an asshole, your instinctive reaction is, yeah, that person's an ass. He's right, or she's right, or whoever said it is right. That person, that jerk tyrant who's making our lives hell, is indeed an ass. Again, this kind of talk is unheard of in Syria. Just saying this was enough to get you tortured, probably to death. And now in Hama, you have Hundreds of thousands of people, possibly into the millions of people, gathered in Assi Square and elsewhere in the city, chanting this highly irreverent song about Bashar al-Assad. It's one of the reasons why it's just the perfect Syrian protest song, because of how irreverent and disrespectful it is. And this irreverence is extended to multiple members of Assad's regime, as well as his family. Earlier, we saw the digs at Rami Makhlouf, the corrupt businessman who's related to Bashar. And again, we then see another dig at Maher al-Assad, the thug-in-chief, where Kashush goes as far as to call this military man a coward.
0: <laughs>
1: Kashyush's exact words are, Maher, you're a coward, you're an agent of the Americans, and the Syrian people will not be humiliated. So again, Khashoggi just takes a straight shot at Maher al-Assad's public image as this fearsome military man, calls him a coward, and then throws back one of the insults that the regime has frequently been throwing at the opposition, calling him instead an agent of the Americans. Like, no, you're the American agent. Finally following up with, the Syrian people will not be humiliated. That last lyric in particular really strikes a chord with the Syrian revolution in general. Yes, there were economic factors behind it. Yes, there were socio-political factors behind it. But one thing that the Syrian revolution has in common with all the other protests that took place throughout 2011—this is true of the Arab Spring. I mean, really, we should say it wasn't only Arabs who participated in the uprisings and revolutions across the Middle East in 2011— It was more than just Arabs, but it's commonly called the Arab Spring. In addition to the Arab Spring, there's also a lot of other protest movements around the world that focus on this theme, humiliation. The Syrian people will not be humiliated anymore. And what that really speaks to is that life under a totalitarian dictatorship is humiliating. It is humiliating to have one of your classmates get an A on something Even though he failed the assignment, just because his dad is somebody connected to the regime, or he might even be a distant cousin of Bashar al Assad's. That is a reality that Syrians have had to live with since Hafez al Assad took over the country in 1970. And by 2011, people were sick of it. They were done being humiliated by this not only tyrannical, but frankly arrogant regime. This regime had long ago since given up on trying to maintain support through popularity. By 2011, the Assad regime is keeping itself in power simply through brute force and widespread fear. What's really revolutionary, no pun intended, about the Syrian revolution and other protests and uprisings that took place in other majority Arab countries and elsewhere in the Middle East, what was really revolutionary about it was the beginning of the end of the wall of fear that had kept previous generations in line this new generation in 2011 started to break down the wall of fear that all authoritarians rely on to stay in power it's this theme that brings us to the last part of the song i want to talk about there's a sort of last almost a chorus at the very end and it's actually very different from the rest of the song kashush kind of takes a really random direction where you can even hear the change in the music too there's a sudden change in this song at the very end of yalla urhal ya bashar where ibrahim kashush starts saying we will remove bashar with our strength (laughs) this leads to an exchange where kashush calls out to the crowd syria wants and the crowd replies freedom surya bada huraya surya bada huraya This kind of out of nowhere verse ends up repeating for a little bit and that serves as the the song's grand finale. <speaking in Spanish> I should say that I got these lyrics from a blog post titled Syrian Revolution Song. This is from a Google blog account called The Arabic Student. I'll provide a link in the description of this podcast. And the music that you heard comes from a video that was filmed and then uploaded to YouTube around the time that we're talking about, very early July 2011. Ibrahim Kashoush became one of the highest profile figures in the Syrian revolution with his song, Yala Erhal Ya Bashar. And unfortunately, this put him very high up on the regime's list of people they wanted to go after. So in early July of 2011, while we're seeing the record for largest protests to take place in Syria thus far being broken on a regular basis, The regime notices this and they start sending more and more military reinforcements, troops and armored vehicles to all of the cities that have been acting up lately with orders to repeat the brutality they had recently conducted in Dara over the previous months. So Friday, July 1st, 2011, that was the Friday of departure, the Friday of Erhal. Over the following days, that's where these soldiers and tanks are moving around all over the city. By Sunday, July 3rd, reports start to circulate of Syrian soldiers shooting people and arresting people all over the country, with Hama in particular singled out for especially brutal treatment by July 3rd, the regime had spent days encircling the city, making sure that nobody could come in or out of Hama. It was also on that exact same day, July 3rd, 2011, some point in the afternoon or evening, a dead body was found floating in the nearby Orontes River. This body was identified as being that of Mr. Ibrahim Kashush, He was covered in several marks of torture, in addition to having had his throat cut out. Now, some people have questioned whether that actually was Ibrahim Kashush, who was found floating dead in the Orontes River on July 3rd, 2011. Others question if Kashush was even the person who wrote that song, Yala or hal ya Bashar. Was he the one who wrote it? Did somebody else write it, and then he sung it, and then somebody took a video of him, and he became famous for it? Was that even him in the video? There are a lot of questions about Ibrahim Kashush and what happened to him. But let's think about this. If that really was Ibrahim Khashouche's corpse found floating in the river, which it most likely was. And if he was murdered by people? working for the Assad regime, as he most likely was, although some have also questioned whether it was actually the Assad regime or maybe allegedly some jihadists murdered him. But keep in mind, whenever people try to make excuses for the Assad regime and their crimes, they always try to say that all of the regime's crimes were committed by jihadists instead. So it's not impossible. But we also have to keep in mind that is a frequently used bullshit tactic. If that really was Ibrahim Kashush found floating dead in the Orantes River and if he was murdered by the Assad regime, it's probably not a coincidence that a singer, someone who was famous for singing songs that mocked the dictator Bashar al-Assad, it's probably not a coincidence he ended up getting his vocal cords ripped out.